Hello and welcome back to the Marathon Agent Podcast. I'm your host, Antonio McNeil. Let's get started. And I am excited today because we're going to talk about healing. And today's topic is healing is the key to success. For somebody like me, I started real estate when I was 19 years old and I had high ambitions. I did then and I still do. And now being 27 with two properties under my name, I can tell you from experience, I have seen the highs of my career and I have also seen the lows. Two years straight from 19, 20, 21, just nonstop grinding until I started opening up my first escrows, closing my first deals around 20, 21. By the time I was 23, I had saved up a lot of money to buy my first condo in San Diego. Worked harder and harder to get my second property in Palm Springs shortly later. And as I was building up, building up, working so hard, no social life, no time for myself, I burned out. And even though it was a short burnout, it was a burnout because even though I was so successful in building up my career and really staying disciplined, when I started my real estate career, I always knew that I had the potential to do it, but I also never stopped and just gave myself a break and realized what was making me happy, what was making me sad, mad, all of those things. And I know that that sounds a little like, okay, who cares about that? Show me the money. How do we make money? But obviously healing yourself is a part of making money because when you heal yourself, it is key to your success, which includes making money. Yay. I'm so thankful for everything that I have. And even though there is a price to pay for the success that we have as entrepreneurs, I can tell you, I don't regret anything. The only thing I regret was not taking care of myself throughout the process. That's my only regret. But do I regret working my butt off consistently daily, making schedules to build up myself as a real estate agent? No, not at all, not at all. But we are gonna talk about ways that you can heal yourself while you are building up yourself as a real estate agent or for any career that you have as an entrepreneur. We are going to discuss how you can heal yourself in the process while you keep building up yourself to be the best person that you can be. Five ways to heal your inner self. Let's talk about it. Now, as I mentioned, it's all about healing. Healing is the key to your success. So yes, you can do all of the hard work, the daily tasks to help you become the best real estate agent, the best entrepreneur, whatever career you have, right? But that's half the battle. You do have to have time to heal yourself in the process because if you never figure out what's going on with your inner self, the personal demons that you're fighting, baby, in a couple years after the success, you're going to have a burnout and you're going to be like, damn, what the hell happened? You have to figure out yourself before you get to the next level. But before we begin, if you could please like, comment, and subscribe to this video and feedback on videos that you would like in the future. You know I'm an open book and your comments and thoughts are always appreciated. Now let's begin. One way to heal yourself is to meditate 30 to 60 minutes a day and preferably in the morning. Yes, every day, there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't have to be yoga because sometimes my friends be like, no. But at the end of the day, you have to find a way where you can sit with yourself in the day, in the morning, by yourself, no distractions, no music, no TV, just you, yourself, and you. That's it. And if you can do it in a peaceful area, maybe in your backyard where there's a lot of trees, there's a lot of nature, and again, early in the morning. Why am I saying early in the morning? Because if you meditate early in the morning, you start your day off right already. Have you ever woken up on a given morning and you just really feel like, muggy and you feel bitchy and you got your resting bitch face on already it's like what's going on sometimes we just need that time in the morning before we start our entire day to just take a deep breath look around look at nature look at pretty things and just be by yourself breathe in breathe out okay see now i'm calm 
I talk quick, but now I'm calm. I know that sounds super corny, but I'm promising you for somebody like me who used to laugh at people who do yoga and meditate a couple years ago, if you take the time to just take a minute in the morning to relax and get your day started, figure out what you're feeling, what you're thinking of, and if it's anything negative, you can find a way to redirect it in a positive way. So that way you can start your day super productive and you can accomplish anything you want because you meditated and you found a way to get yourself in positive vibes to start your day. If you ain't feeling me now, you're gonna feel me at the end of the video, but please meditate at least 30 to 60 minutes to start your morning. That's a good way to heal yourself in the process of being a successful entrepreneur. Do a workout in the morning, whether you're doing cardio, running around your neighborhood or cardio at the gym, even a little bit of weightlifting. High intensity or cardiovascular workouts are very recommended to heal yourself as you are becoming an entrepreneur and a successful one. Now for me, I will tell you, I did not have a disciplined structure until I woke myself up every morning to go work out. And it was five in the morning, no excuses. And if I went later, I was like, damn, like you don't realize how much time gets cut out in your day if you start working out at eight in the morning versus working out five in the morning. It's a huge difference, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But on top of that, you get more time. It goes back to meditating. You are finding a way to make your body feel good. You talk to yourself when you were meditating on how to heal your inner mind, how to get positive vibes in your mind, but with the workout, you're getting your body right, you're feeling good. You maybe do a little dancing while you're on the treadmill and you're getting your day to a point where it's already positive and you're feeling good. So not only is your mind feeling right by meditating, now you got a good little hour workout in, in the morning and it's not even eight o'clock yet because you should be working out ideally 6 a.m., maybe even 5 a.m. if you can. You can literally finish your workout by 7 a.m., maybe 8 a.m., and have an extra two hours to do follow-up calls with real estate buyers, sellers, or any type of job that you're doing as an entrepreneur. You just get that much more time to focus on your business. So already we're starting right, meditating and then doing a workout all within the early morning, within 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., and then you're done by 7 a.m., you already started your day on an A1 level and you're already ready to take on the whole day and all obstacles that come along with it. Positive affirmations, at least two to three positive affirmations each morning. So after your workout, it's a perfect time to go in your car, put your headphones back in, go walk home, and put on some motivational videos like people like Steve Harvey, Will Smith, uh, David Goggins, I think that's how you say it. If you are putting in these positive self-affirmations for yourself, whether you're listening to it in your earphones, whether you're reading it in a book, and you're repeating it to yourself after listening to the positive affirmations, remind yourself that you are worth it. And that's the part of doing this routine to heal yourself. Anytime you talk negative about yourself, you are feeding your brain negative energy and your brain starts to believe what you're telling it. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's facts. For me at least, when I started doing positive affirmations for myself when I was 21, 22, 23, it really helped keep me focused when times were tough and I was still building myself up to buy houses and become a good agent. I wasn't even there yet. And then I took a little bit time off of doing self-affirmations every morning when I was 24, 25. I kind of stopped a little bit and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I started talking negative on myself like, damn, like I'm never going to get back to what I used to be and I ain't shit. Yeah, it really ain't.
it's like you start to really believe it and it's like, whoa, you know, and you may never think that you'll get to that point, but best believe I went to that point for a couple of months where I was in a really bad depression only because I was talking so negative on myself. When times got tough and I wasn't staying consistent with my meditation, my working out and reminding myself that I am amazing. By not doing that, I started getting into a cycle of sadness and feeling like, you know, Eeyore, woe is me, you know, nobody loves me or ever notices me. How can you not notice me? I'm like in your face. But seriously, when I stopped doing the self-affirmations, I started to see that trend and I don't want that for you, especially if you have high energy and you have a bubbly personality like me. If you have your emotions and they show on your face, your negative energy can really pull you in and other people around you will notice. I can guarantee you. For me, when I wake up every morning, I have to remind myself, even when it's a tough day, like today, I told myself, you're a bad bitch and nobody's gonna stop you. Like, you control your own destiny. You got this house, you got this house, you got this car, you're a star, baby. Those are perfect examples of things that I tell myself, even when times are tough. And again, like I said to myself, I bought this house, you bought this property. Look back on the things that you have already done. And even if you haven't bought a property, but let's say that you saved $2,000 and you still have that money, that's something to pat yourself on the back and say, you know what? I know how to save. I'm financially responsible. I'm going to make sure one day that I save up so much that I'm going to be the millionaire that I want to be. And even though that's corny, that's a self-affirmation that's positive versus saying, I only got $2,000. My friend has $5,000. I have no money. I can't go on no vacation. Well, not right now, love, but later, just keep building up. It's cool. You good. You cute. You good. Create a daily schedule for yourself where you have tasks to do every single day. And this goes more into building up your career and finding ways to make income producing activities make money for you. This helps you have a purpose for the day. Even when you feel like there's no purpose in a day, now you have purpose because you already have daily tasks that you need to complete for the day. And even though it's work-related for most cases, like you have to do five phone calls to five buyers, five phone calls to five home sellers, all these type of things, right? That's work. But at the end of the day, that work is going to bring you financial freedom or money in the future. So it's something to think positive about. And it's something where once you get the work done, you're going to feel good that you got the work done. Even though it's work, if you're able to make it consistent and have daily goals every day, whether you're working on your career or whether you're cleaning your house okay let's let's just keep it a thou wow because sometimes i forget to clean my room i'm so pumped and ready to go show houses and, and you know make appointments sometimes you know i gotta clean my sheets so even if it's something as simple as cleaning your house put that on your daily weekly schedule so that way any day monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday saturday you have something to do Okay, and that is again giving you purpose in your life because trust me, even if you feel like nobody relates, we all go through some sort of depression. Okay, it's all about how we can get ourselves out of it. And if you are starting to create daily goals for yourself, even if they're the biggest goals for your work, your job, or the smallest goals for your house, cleaning up your family goals, if you're doing something every day, you are bringing purpose in your life. You matter. Find the right support group of family and friends. And obviously I've talked about this before, removing toxic friends and family is critical and crucial to help you become a successful entrepreneur. There is no denying it. But 
also, when you're healing yourself, you don't want to isolate yourself. You don't just want to be like, all alone by myself. No, you want to have people that you can support you, that you can support as well if they're having a hard time, but like-minded people, people who want better for themselves just like you. And perfect examples are like me, my grandmother. I love my grandmother. Oh my God. She essentially raised me. And sometimes I drive her crazy because I call her or like a client is just really getting to me. Like they looked at 50 homes and they don't like any homes. Sometimes I'll call my grandma and you know, she'll remind me of everything I've done in my past. Sweetie, you've been here before. I remember this one time back in 2019 and it was a March, it was March 5th. It was 5 p.m. and you were crying. And you said that you can't do this no more, but you found a way and you closed five deals after that. Oh my God. I'm like, how do you remember that? But that's exactly what I mean. If you have people in your corner that support you and remind you of how good you are and how it's a stepping stone, you're going to make it through the other side. That alone will keep you on a path where you don't fall into negative thoughts about yourself, feeling like you can never heal and that you're never going to be good enough. When you have friends, family members that know you're doing great, but they want more for you and they find ways to support you, even if it's a little joke here or there. You don't need the type of support where you have somebody with a little baggie ready to go for you or a little puff puff. We can puff puff anytime, but right now we need to heal. And once you start seeing the journey of healing, you'll see your life changes all around you, not just with your mental health, feeling better about yourself, but your finances start to get better. Because if you are being disciplined to create goals, take daily tasks for yourself every day to help your career, you're going to start realizing that you're going to do better with your finances just by helping yourself with the daily schedule, the daily routine, all of that. If you are able to heal yourself, you are most likely going to find ways to save up some more money and find enough money where you can eventually buy your own place or even rent your own place. A lot of people who watch my videos are still living with their family or some are living with friends and they're aspiring to move into their own place. Part of moving into your own place, whether it's buying or renting, is healing yourself. So once you heal yourself, then you can get to that next level of moving out, branching on your own butterfly. But let's say that you are currently healing yourself. You're in the process of healing. You're doing the routines that I'm telling you to do. Let's talk about ways that you could save up your own money so you can eventually move out to have your own place, whether you're buying or you're renting. Let's talk about it. Set up a realistic amount of money you want to put in a savings, whether it's weekly or monthly. So for example, if you have a job that brings you in some money and you have a couple hundred, maybe $50 left over every other week after your check, that's where you could say put $25 every week into a savings account. Then that adds up to $100 a month, get multiplied 12, Bingo, $1,200. Even though this is a small type of savings and a small way to build up, as you can see, if you do this consistently for the first six months, right? And you put $100 every month into a savings account. By six months, you have $600. Maybe for the remainder of the year, the next six months, you can put in maybe $200 or $150. So by the end of the year, your minimum is $1,200, but you could be walking away with $2,000 if you put an extra couple hundred dollars for the last six months of the year. You see what I'm saying? And $2,000, depending on where you live, can be your deposit for your next place to rent. Um, it could be part of saving up for your down payment. And again, even if it takes you one year, two years, three years to move out of the current situation that you're in, 
you are building yourself up to make a financial backing where you can control your own destiny, living anywhere you want to live, obviously within your budget, but you're also creating ways to heal yourself and be independent without anybody pushing you to do it. Anybody can do it for us, but the minute somebody doesn't do something for us, who's going to do it for you if it's not you? It ain't me. Create a daily goal in your calendar. Make sure you're holding yourself accountable to add the money to your savings account monthly. Because if we just say it and we're talking about it and we feel good for those first two months, by month three, if you didn't write it down to put the money in, you're not gonna put the money in. Because obviously, you know, nobody wants to save money when we can go buy some new shoes, we can go buy some food, we can go do whatever we want with it, right? If we don't control our thoughts on spending. But again, if you write it down like a goal is, like how you would write down your work goal, how you wanna call five people, get two appointments this day, you do the same thing with saving money. You put it in your calendar, on your iPhone, your Android, and then you just say, hey, $25 in savings account today. You can put that for July 5th and then August 5th, the same notification. September 5th, the same notification. And that way, if you don't do it, well, you at least were accountable enough to write it down. And if you don't put the money in after seeing that notification that you got to put the money in, it's on you, girl. We're trying to help, right? It's like your phone being like, I'm trying to help you, but you know can't do it all for you. If you're not looking to get your own place right now, you could be 19, 20, 21 watching this and you have plenty of time until your parents kick you out. <laughs> this is still a good thing to do now because by the time you're ready to leave, even if it's three, four years, you're going to have a couple grand saved up by doing this. And again, there's nothing that feels better than when you're able to accomplish things on your own that you didn't think you could do before. You know, we can always get people to support us along the way. At the end of the day, it's on us to do what we need to do to get where we want to go we all have personal goals they're all different how are you gonna to get to your goals you gotta put in the work to get another flexible part-time job like I've mentioned in other videos I had two part-time jobs at one point where I was doing landscaping renovations for duplexes but I also had a job at in and out which was an amazing job before I became a full-time real estate agent in and out was an amazing experience for me because I was able to wake up and go to work from 4 a.m. to 11 a.m. and I would still have most of my day to focus on working out <laughs> and doing my real estate tasks that helped me become the successful real estate agent that I am today. And this is why I say a flexible part-time job. You don't wanna have a part-time job that has a lot of requirements on you where you have no flexibility on your scheduling. If the job is intense but it pays good, that's good, as long as you can control your schedule, which is really tough to do, especially with part-time jobs. So if you're able to do that, that's where you have a really good part-time job and a really good opportunity to save up even more money than $100 a month. This is a perfect time to leverage yourself if you've been at your part-time job for a long time, for maybe over a year or two, and they love you as an employee. Well, this is where you start negotiating and leveraging yourself as a worker and say, hey, you know, uh, you know, I've just been looking at other options. You know, I need this time slot. Can you kind of bump me over there? If they say no, have a backup option. But at the end of the day, find a job that's not going to stress you, make you feel more negative, where you don't have the ability to do anything else in your day. Because if you are watching this, you do want to be an entrepreneur. This flexible part-time job is not permanent. So you want to make sure that it doesn't interfere with your healing process in the day and also with working on your daily activities to become a successful entrepreneur.
And to wrap up today's podcast, I do want to go to real estate because, of course, I am a real estate agent. We have been talking about healing yourself and the importance of healing to become a successful entrepreneur. But I also just want to go over buying properties again because I know that a lot of us still don't think that we can buy homes. If you're watching this, you're probably thinking this is a pipe dream. You bought when you were lucky. Oh, my God, you got this at this time. I'll never get that. That is not necessarily true. At the end of the day, even if you buy a property that is $100,000 and it's out of state, but you can afford it, make that your investment property. Make it something where it's your asset, where you own it and you can have a lot of possibilities with that asset in the future. Because if you own nothing, you just save up a bunch of money but never own anything, that money loses its value. So if you go buy the new shoes, you go on trips and everything, good memories, good material items, but where are your assets? And as we all know, that you don't get anything with just money sitting in the bank. It's inflation, that's what you get. So your money depletes if you save it and do nothing with it. Whereas if you invest in real estate, which is an asset, there's a high chance that you can make more in the future when selling it than your initial investment when you had to buy it right? Let's talk about why buying is important in case you didn't know already. You have assets under your name. This is a perfect example of why I tell my friends who have a lot of money and they just go on trips every other month, Bora Bora this month, Tulum this month. It's, it's a different place every time, right? But if you ever have friends like that, have you noticed that some of them don't have anything in their name? Not only a house, but a car. It's like, whoa, you have like thousands of dollars that you're spending monthly, but it's not going towards anything. Now, when you have a real estate property, it is considered an asset. It's kind of like having a stock, right? Where let's just say, you know, Apple's this new company and you invested in the 90s in a stock and then you know, 10, 12 years later, it's like the hottest commodity in the world and then you sell your stock for a bunch of profit, right? That's the same thing with real estate, where most cases you buy real estate, you're gonna make a return on your investment. So for example, like with my property in San Diego, I bought my condo at $310,000. My appraisal on that same condo as of today, four years later, is $485,000. That's a pretty big increase from the initial price that I bought it for, which is $310,000. So if I do decide to sell my condo at $485,000 minus my remaining loan amount, you get that number as your profit and you walk away from it, that's pretty good. For example, with my second property in Palm Springs, I bought it for $295,000 and now it's worth anywhere from $750,000 to $800,000. Oh my, that is amazing. That is incredible and so again, was I lucky? I wouldn't say I was lucky. I knew back in 2020 when I was able to get a single family home in a tourist area like Palm Springs that I had to act on it. But best believe there was a lot of other properties in this area at 300,000 at the time. I just so happened to see the vision in the future, what this area would become. And as more and more people bought, it got the prices higher. So now I'm in a situation where I could sell and make triple the profit and go buy two more properties, maybe not in Palm Springs, but maybe in Nevada, Vegas, Florida, Tampa. You know what I'm saying? So I think at the end of the day, even though there was some low moments where, you know, I was strapped for cash here or there, I was able to see it through. And now if I'm ready to sell, I'm going to make way more money than I ever thought I would make. And you know, 
That's part of being a homeowner and part of financial freedom. You create financial freedom not only for yourself when you buy a home, but you can create financial freedom for your family. Now, if you ever decide to pass on your properties to your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, anybody, you most likely created financial freedom for yourself by buying that property. Now imagine you paid it off in like 25 years and you know, you're a little older and you know, things happen, life happens. You may move on one day, but the house stays. And if it's in your name paid off, let's say you have a family member who needs a house. Ain't that sweet? They have no debt. They got a debt free house and you helped your family members start off the right way and create a legacy within your own family. And now your new family member who takes over your home after 25, 30 years, if you can't live in it, they live in it. And now they're able to make money off of it and maybe sell it one day and create financial freedom for themselves. And maybe your grandchildren, your great, great grandchildren, you get the point, especially if you're Gen Z like me, millennial kind of like me born in 96 you know that it's getting harder and harder and harder to make financial freedom a reality for people like us in our 20s and our 30s so buying real estate is one of the very few things that you can still do as far as making financial freedom for yourself so even if it can get really tough and it's really hard to qualify, if you are able to qualify to buy a property, even if it's an investment, something like $200,000, $100,000, do it, buy it, invest, hold it, and you'll see in a couple years, four or five years, more than likely, you're gonna see a big return in your initial investment where you can rent out the property for more than your mortgage and make rental income monthly, or you can sell it and make a flat check and say, bye girl, I'm out. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm gone, okay? She gone girl, gone girl. It will help increase your credit score even more. After buying my first condo, my credit score went from the low sixes all the way up to the high sevens within a year. And all I did was buy a home within that year. It was like, what the hell? And you know, just making my monthly payments, it was on auto pay. So, you know, I'm good for the money. And at the end of the day, I was able to get other credit lines after opening my home because it showed that my credit was getting stronger. When you have real estate in your name, even though you have a loan out on it, because most people don't buy flat out with cash, it still looks good on your credit report because you own an asset. Now, if you have a car loan that you're paying off, it may not increase your credit score because a car versus a house is looked differently. House is an asset, a car is a liability. Asset produces income for you and it's an incoming source versus a liability, which in most cases is just debt. It's flat out debt, it ain't cute, we don't like it. You can sell it, if it's a car, but will you make more money off of it? Most likely not, unless it's a classic car, like a six bow. You know what I'm saying? 1964 Chevrolet Impala. If you don't have that, you're most likely not gonna make more money once you sell your initial car. When you have a house, most likely you're gonna make more money because it's an asset. So bottom line, make sure that you are investing in real estate, even if it's at the low scale. If you got approved for $400,000 in your area, but you don't need to move out of your parents' house yet, look into other states where you can get more for your money. Maybe you can get a three-bedroom house in Florida for $400,000, but you couldn't get that same house in California. It's all good. Or maybe you could get a $300,000 townhome in Nevada 
And that way you're able to invest into something while the prices are still good. Hold on to that property for as long as you can. So that way in a couple years you can sell it and make way more money than you ever thought you would have. And none of this would be possible without owning real estate or assets. At the end of the day, the important message I want you to have while leaving is to heal yourself and make sure you know healing is important and it's part of the journey. There is nothing wrong with admitting that you have some issues, some depression. We all go through it, but it's all about how we get out of it so we can continue our marathon being the greatest person that we can be for ourselves. Nobody else, ourselves. Once we love our own self, we can make anything happen. Watch it go. Thank you again for watching. And as my coach B always says, go be amazing. Have a great day.